Hello? Oh, hi, okay. Pete. Sorry, I just got my, uh, my little recorder messed up again. There we go. Okay, now I think it works. How you doing? You're lucky I didn't hang up on you. Usually when there's a pause like that, I think it's some telemarketer, so I yeah, give them uh, the boot. It's because I, I have to listen through headphones to hear because I've got my recorder up to the earpiece and then it goes, it feeds through the recorder. That's how, you know, the podcast hears you. But I had it on the mouthpiece, so I couldn't hear anything. Oh, well, on, mon- on Monday nights, I'll make a little effort to listen. Right. Uh, but speaking of that, actually, uh, Brad is on his way to my hood, so we might have to do a slightly shorter one today just because... Uh, you know, he's he's going to show up eventually because we finally have good weather to keep our weather thread going. <laughs> it's like Us too. We actually have a little bit of melt. It's amazing. Yeah, so it's... I mean, it's not super warm, but eh, anything, I'll, I'll take anything at this stage of the game. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the beauty of Ontario again. It is kind of warm here. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not tropical, but yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Well, we're about four or five below zero, so that's tropical. Yeah. For what we've been, for what we've had. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, so this might be a little shorter, but we did a long one last week, so you know it all balances out. I mean, speaking of that, uh, a guy I think is the same guy who, yeah, it is the guy who told me that this is uh, the favorite podcast that I do these days. He started watching uh, what was it called, The Jewel in the Crown? Uh, yeah, The Jewel in the Crown. Yeah. Yeah, he emailed me and was like, "Yeah, I started watching that show after I heard your mom talk about it." So, spreading, well, there. spreading culture. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and so I guess this one thing I had on my, in, on my mind is, uh, well, first I just want to tell you this weird little story. I was at uh, McDonald's earlier today, and I had to use the bathroom, so I was in the stall, and uh, and the, the door, like, shook, and then just kind of kept shaking. So I took my headphones out because I was listening to music or whatever, because it's just weird. You know, someone usually, they try the door, and then, you know, they stop, but this one, it just kept shaking. So I was just like, oh, I'll just be a sec. And it just kind of kept shaking, and then this little tiny kid, he's probably like four or five years old, this little Asian kid, he like ducked down to peek like under <laughs> to see who was in there. So I was like, okay, sorry, hold on, and I, you know, I finished up as quick as I could. And then as I opened the door to leave, like he already had his pants down to his knees, like he was just dying to use the bathroom. Was there only one stall? Yeah, yeah, just one. So, I don't know, I thought that was pretty funny, like I love little kids that they just, they're just like, dude, I gotta use the bathroom. You had to go. Uh, and then, yeah, and then his dad came in as I was leaving and was just like, hey, you, you okay there, need any help? And he's just like, no, I'm fine. But I was just like, he seemed so intense, I was like, man, I hope this kid doesn't pee his pants or something or poop himself, like, but it seemed like everything was okay. Cute. Yeah, so so that's uh, actually what I thought I'd ask about this time because uh, I also got a ton of babysitting lined up for this week, even more than usual. Going over tomorrow night to like sleep over, babysit, and then babysit Wednesday, and then Friday night, a bunch, a bunch of babysitting. So I was thinking about this, about just like you know kids and looking after them and stuff, and I was thinking about this girl from when I was a kid who I just realized like I have these vague memories of her and I have no idea who she was where, you know, I guess I was elementary school age and she was a bit older and she would come over sometimes and like ride bikes with me. Does that ring a bell to you? An older kid, she'd come to our house? Yeah, like she was probably still only like 12 or 13 or something. And I guess she was just someone from the neighborhood, but I mean, I don't think I... think of any girls that were in our neighborhood that... I don't think I dreamed this, did I? (laughs) I just imagined it. It feels like something that happened more than once. Um, geez, I'm drawing a blank. I was thinking maybe, didn't Barb Derling have daughters? Were they older than me? Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't much older. Right. 
than you. Uh, Emily was a couple of months older than Mark would be, and uh, Katie would only, she would have been a year older than you. Yeah, no, this person was definitely older than that. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, this is maybe, maybe I am just imagining it. I don't know. I was hoping there'd just be some watershed like, oh, that was this person, and they were... Because, I mean, it's... Can't think of, can't think of any... Yeah, because it, it certainly, it wasn't like a, like a real, like, babysitter situation, because I never really had babysitters that I could remember. But, yeah, it had that kind of feeling a little, though, of just, like, for whatever reason, it's like, yeah, I'll just bike around with this kid. I don't know, but yeah, my memories of it are real, real vague. Can't, can't place her. Maybe imaginary. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Maybe something will come to come to mind, but anybody that seemed to hang out here would always just seem to be around your age. Right. Yeah, no, this definitely, yeah, was like, yeah, again, I, I just uh, don't remember, don't know. Anyway, yeah, maybe that'll be a thread for the future. Unfortunately, that's all I really had in mind, and that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. You got, got anything on your mind this week? Oh. Watching any see. cool TV shows? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you, I'm watching Better Call Saul. Right. Have you are you, have you checked that out? Yeah, yeah, I'm all caught up on it. Uh, well, Neil is downloading, and he seems to get it downloaded a week before I see it, like it's on a Monday night. Oh, yeah, maybe our Canadian cable. Yeah, it probably that would make sense. Cause and apparently he, so he can download the next one on Tuesday. And oh, I know maybe. that he, he is he is a week ahead because he started telling me something about it, and I could say, don't tell me, don't tell me. And of course, he <laughs> would tell me. Keep, and I'd say, no, shut up, I mean it. Don't say any more. I'm because I'm watching it. Yeah, that could totally be, because it's on AMC in the States, and then they might have, like, an online website version. I know Lost used to do that. Like, you could watch it on the website, so maybe it's maybe that's where people are getting it from. I don't know. Well, I'm seeing it on AMC, and I don't know where he's getting it from. So uh, so where are you at? How, how far are you in? See if we're at the I same place. I am at the one, well, last week it finished off with a great big sign where, where he's scamming people. Yeah, okay, so we're, we're both in the same spot. That's where yeah. I am, too, yeah. Old Slippin' Jimmy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and uh, you know what's weird too is you know how his uh, his brother in the show is uh, is the Spinal Tap guy whose name is, escapes me right now. That's where I've seen that man before. <laughs> right. Yeah, he runs around in the in the solar cape. Dave, David Saint Hubbins. Yeah, he. Uh, they were in a show together before. Uh, in the guy that plays Saul, his old sketch comedy show, there was it was even in a law school where that guy was the teacher and Bob was a student. So it's weird. It's like a, a Better <laughs> oh, really? Call Saul prequel from 1997. Yeah, and apparently I kept that thing. Looking at that man, and I kept saying, "Look, I've, I know that man from somewhere, but I could not place him." Yeah, well, I mean, he's much older now, <laughs> much less rock and roll <laughs> than he used to be. But uh, yeah, apparently that that thing he's got the like it, uh, whatever like where he's like allergic to electricity is a real thing. Some people have that. That would be horrible, right? <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't. It, it's electricity, is it? Yeah, I guess that, I didn't even know they were brothers until I heard that somewhere else. They really don't. I guess that's the Breaking Bad style. Is they don't they don't lay everything out on the table so clearly. Well, at first I thought he was just uh, he was somebody in the law firm. Right. Um. And then I think, yeah, I at some point there was some little reference. Yeah, or I guess I, it's, I got that he was a brother. I guess yeah, it's because I, I, I guess when I would have caught it was when he tells Saul not to use McGill because he's like, you know, I'm McGill of the big law firm, and he's like, but I am a McGill, you know, but he's the other, he's the shitty McGill. 
So yeah, I guess that makes it clear. So I didn't realize he was allergic to electricity. I thought he was allergic to, to light or something because he, he kind of freaks out when he has to go out of the house. Yeah, but uh, that's why like the all his food is in a cooler inside and like he just uses uh, gas lamps and stuff. It's one of those yeah. things like once you know it, it's obvious, but yeah, it's not very obvious oh, in the okay. show. It's very well, peculiar. probably the kind of thing where they make subtle references and eventually um, you pick up more like more references and eventually say, oh yeah, I always knew that, <laughs> but but no, you didn't know it. It was just kind of a build build a build thing. That was one of those things too. I mean, it's a. Uh, similar I guess to Breaking Bad because you know it's all the same people and stuff where I did really like Breaking Bad but man people I, I guess it's all just it's all relative but people talked about Breaking Bad like it was the most genius show that was ever made and it, I just didn't feel like that I felt like a lot of weird shit happened in that that I could not swallow and uh and yeah, and it just had like a weird sense of pacing and uh and yeah like that kind of stuff like keeping details away from the viewer so Better Call Saul is a bit like that too not as much but but a bit. Um, yeah, I agree. They, everybody's talking about like nobody talks about Breaking Bad at all. Then all of a sudden, it's almost like oh, the cult thing now. And you know, you're if you're cool at all, you watch Breaking Bad. Yeah. But I found there were huge sections of Breaking Bad that were man the uh, monotonous. The whole fourth season where he's kind of uh, facing off against uh, the Pollo Loco guy against Gus. Man, that couldn't have taken longer. It just dragged on and on and on and on. That that one was brutal to me. And then every once in a while, they throw you a bone that you weren't expecting. Right. Like, I found one of the most uh, emphatic parts in that series is when uh, the girl is choking to death. Oh, yeah, and he just doesn't help and he, her. And he, and he just stands there. Yeah, that's amazing. That was awesome. That's, um, actually, I even feel like, yeah, like, there's that moment, and then in season one, there's that kid that he has locked up in the basement that he finds out is like the kid of the guy that owns the sporting goods store. Like I loved all that, that really gritty down to earth stuff. I feel like where it, things turned was right after that, at the end of season two, when the two airplanes crashed together over top of his house. That would never happen ever. <laughs> like, I just thought that was so operatic and silly in this show that up until then had been very serious. And it just, and then you get those two twins from Mexico who never talk, and I just feel like the silliness never went away from that point. Like, you know, it was still cool, but I didn't feel like I was looking at the real world anymore. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot. And there was, a, there was an awful lot of drama with the family. Oh, man, the wife. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. it's like an Internet thing of, like, everybody hates, hates uh, Walter's wife and, and maybe unfairly because she, you know, is in this situation that sucks and everything but I gotta admit watching Better Call Saul that's one thing I'm glad of it's like oh I don't have to deal with Skylar White anymore (laughs) yeah she was brutal like she was a good example of like you know you tie someone into a contract and then they just have to keep being on the show like, she and should have other, just left. She should have moved to a different state and been like, do whatever you want to do, crazy bald guy. But she had to keep being there. And the other woman that I found uh, a little monotonous, too, was the, the wife of the... She would be the sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. She uh, would be Skylar's sister. She, she went up and down for me. Like, I remember there was an early storyline about her being a kleptomaniac that was real annoying. But then they let that go, and I was like, all right, now she's not so bad. But yeah, the whole thing really was like, uh, well, like uh, the comedian Louis C.K. He's got this this weird thing he does where he doesn't have anybody on contract, and his uh, 
the, the TV station that he's on, uh, FX, I think they're called. Like, they don't like that. They're like, you really should, like, get these actors in on a contract. And he's like, yeah, but if I do that, then I got to write stuff for them to do every episode. And he doesn't want to. So instead, he literally might have a character show up one time and never show up again. And I feel like if Breaking Bad could have done that, it would have been better. Because it wouldn't be dragging these characters from season one all the way through to season five when they just don't belong there anymore. Now, I'm watching an interesting one. I'm going to have trouble watching it, but I only got to see it last Wednesday night because I, uh, bingo was canceled because of the storm. That makes it sound like I play bingo. So for anybody who's listening here, no, I do not play bingo. <laughs> I work at a bingo gathering all their money. That'll be the next thing. Like, yeah, I started playing bingo after I heard your mom talk about it. <laughs> but it's on CBC, and it's, uh, uh, it's not called Ascension. Something, oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. But it's about these five young people that are actually Canadians and are being trained at a camp in northern Ontario, but are sent to Europe during World War II, and they do, uh, it's kind of espionage stuff. Um, I only saw the first of it last week, but it was quite good, quite well done. Um, It's on about 8 o'clock on Wednesday night, so I don't know if I'll be able to keep up with it since I've got to go gather the money at the bingo. Man, you remember when, uh, I think, because I think this was also a Wednesday thing for some reason, or maybe it was Friday. Anyway, but uh, back when I was in... uh, like beavers and cub scouts and whatever that stuff was called that uh that was the same night married with children was on (laughs) we would always try to rush home to watch married with children and miss the first few minutes (laughs) yeah it's funny because just recently i started watching some of those again me and my roommate last year we watched a bunch and uh man that show really especially i don't know for the time i mean it's 20 years old now but man that that show did not pull any punches (laughs) that was uh (laughs) no it did not (laughs) And, and, like, the earlier seasons really were, like, kind of good, and then it just started getting pretty silly as it went. Yeah, well, see, they can only write really top-notch stuff for so long, and then they've got to start producing because they've got to do a weekly show. Yeah. So it's uh, it's hard for it to hold together, but still amusing. Yeah, as, a, as like, a rough, uh, like, cutoff point, it's not this guy's fault at all, but a good rule of thumb is when the original next-door neighbor left and then... Uh, Marcy Darcy, you know, they went Jefferson, when Jefferson Darcy oh, came yay. in as the replacement. As a rough rule of thumb, anything with the second husband is a lot stupider. <laughs> and the first husband stuff is better. Apparently uh, that, you know, the, the remember the wife from that show? Katie Seagal? She's, yeah. uh, she's on some biker show now. <laughs> I've never seen it, but she's like a biker mama. Katie Seagal has actually done quite a bit of filming and stuff, like quite a few movies. Of all the people that are in that... Um, that were in that show she's not like maybe as well known right um, especially since the daughter did quite a few things too but but Katie Seagal was in quite a few serious drama type stuff whereas the others kind of went on yeah she does uh, I don't even know what happened to the rest of those guys she does cartoon voices too Uh, the the husband Al Bundy he's in Modern Family have you ever seen that show uh, no. It's pretty good. It's like, uh, I haven't watched it this season, but it's a pretty good sitcom. It's like three different families, and like the story just jumps between them all, so it kind of keeps it moving. It's like three little mini sitcoms, but they're all related, so he's like the grandfather guy, and he's really good in it, so he's still he's still kicking. Oh, yeah, the daughter was Christina Applegate. Right. Yeah, so she's been in a few TV things. Yeah, and then the kid, Bud, I mean, who the fuck, who knows? <laughs> he's, he's plenty gone. 
But I mean, that's the very thing too. I used to have that idea when I was younger, like, oh, you get famous and there you go. You're in the pantheon of famousness, but that's not how it is. You're lucky if you can get anything beyond your initial gig. But uh, one thing I was going to say about uh, TV, because I've really fallen off with TV, like Better Call Saul is really the only show I'm watching. But uh, I always remember way back, we were on some kind of vacation in that, that brown van that we used to have. And I just remember we were driving around talking to me and Mark were probably just talking about video games. And uh, and I remember you said, like, you know, when you kids are growing up, you, you know, it'll probably be like video game music on the radio. Like, that's just like everything will be video games. And that's kind of true, because the, the thing I've been watching lately, it's this show on YouTube called Game Grumps, and it's just these two guys who sit on a couch and play old Nintendo games. So I just watched them play through the entirety of Zelda 2. Like, they put out 10-minute ep- 10, 10 episodes each day, and it took them 22 days to beat this game, and I watched every episode. Yeah, I think that music is going to become your elevator music for you guys, or yeah. when you go into a store, like a, like a Walmart or whatever. That's there was, going to be the music because that's going to you're going to it'll just be kind of low in the background but it'll be the thing that draws you to that store because you, there'll be something familiar about it. Yeah, you might not even, even be able to figure it out right away, but you'll say, oh, yeah, "I got to go shop at Walmart." I'm going to use Walmart as an example. I have to go shop at Walmart, and you won't quite know why, but it's because it's always going to have that music on. Yeah, I even think it even kind of happened a bit. In uh, there was this production team called the Neptunes in the early 2000s, and then the guy Pharrell Williams came out of that. He's kind of famous now, but all of their music was very video gamey. All these little beeps and boops, and yeah, it was hugely popular. Because baby boomer music. That's my music, 60s, 70s, that. I mean, I go all kinds of places and hear it. Right. And that's what it is. It's kind of like making the familiar, bringing the familiar to you so that you'll go back to that place because you don't quite know why, but it's because you're drawn to it because the music... Yeah, well, that's definitely happening even even just in a more direct way like that, like what you're saying. Uh, like, like I'm sure me and Brad will go to a pub, you know, when he gets here. And every pub now, like, you can tell it's people in their 30s that have the disposable money because it. I guarantee I'll hear a Smashing Pumpkin song, I'll hear a Pearl Jam song, you know, like, I'll probably hear a Nirvana song. Like, it's all that stuff right now. I kind of miss, though, about the video game music. I, I kind of miss that era, because now that video games are on, you know, they, they just have normal music, like they just get some orchestra or something, it's just like a film score. But I really miss those little beeps and boops back then, because it was, it was like a serious art form of like, all right, we've only got a 15-second loop of music. This needs to be like an earworm. This has to be so catchy, so kids will listen to it all day. And uh, I don't know, I thought that was cool. That was like a, it's like a lost art. And some of that It'll music was around. great. Like, uh, especially, too, it's weird to hear all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's still retro games and stuff. Some people go back to it. But, like, to hear stuff like uh, the guy who did the music for Super Mario, Koji Kondo, his name was. And, like, you know, Mario is the most famous music in the world. And it wasn't accidental that it worked so well. Like, he planned it all out that, uh, like, the sound of picking up coins and jumping and everything, like, fit with the music so it would all integrate together. And there was only so many sound channels on the system. So, like, say you do pick up a coin, it has to cut out part of the music for that sound. So he made it so it wouldn't clash. Like, he really thought it out. It was cool. It's like science. But anyway, I guess, uh, yeah, I should wrap this up. We're just talking about video game music anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, since Brad's on his way. But yeah, see if you have any brainstorms about random neighborhood kids that, uh, I don't know, like, they, the, the vibe I remember in my mind... I, why I thought of it was a little bit like 
like me looking after Joel's kids. Like uh, Matt Jenkins' girlfriend the other day, she told me that I should charge them, like as though that, I don't know, almost like that's a nice thing to do, like they won't feel as guilty or something if I charge them. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, but, but I just want to just want to hang out with their kids and help out and stuff like and, and that's kind of the, the the memory I have of whoever this girl was like she just says like hey I don't know let's go bike riding with this kid but I don't know well I'll put my thinking cap on see if I can remember any girl who used to come around here who would be about five or six years older than you guys yeah or maybe maybe not even that much older I mean I don't know it's hard to tell when you're a kid who knows everyone everyone seems older I was just thinking that kid who was peeking under the uh, the bathroom stall today. I mean, to him, I was probably like an old man. <laughs> like, who's this old man? Get out of here. <laughs> you probably were. <laughs> and little kids have such a warped thing. Anyway, they, I, think, I think I might have told you this before. Gail, uh, or uh, Gwen Hayward used to who babysit kids at her house. Maybe some kid from around there. Hmm. Anyway... Some kid came home one day from school, and Gwen was uh, ironing. And the kid, the kid, she was about seven years old, I think, six, seven years old. And she, well, what are you doing? And Gwen said, well, I'm ironing. Well, what is that? And Gwen said, well, I'm ironing. You know, I'm, I'm ironing. Got the ironing board, you got the iron. And the kid had no idea of what that was. Like, you know, just... I guess I can see that, though. I mean, I can't remember the last time I ironed something. <laughs> She'd never seen an iron before. Right. And now this would be, well, we're probably talking, well, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, you think. But I guess, you know, if you live in a house, nobody ever owns an iron. Everything's kind of just drip dry, or maybe they didn't even wash their clothes. Maybe they just threw them out and got new ones. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do try to keep a, a wardrobe that mostly doesn't need to be ironed because it's such a pain. So, yeah, you never know. You never know. Anyway, I'll let you go and meet up with Bradley then. Yeah, so, yeah, I just feel like I'm just, like, letting my mind idle to see if anything else jumps to mind. I'll tell you not one quite thing here. we talk about one. Now, Daniel Eldridge mentioned this to me, and I don't know how the hell he ever even knew it. He said last week something about our our wood furnace that we used to have and he said you told him about how we used to burn wood i mean we did didn't we we did but i said well now would keep all that we got rid of that furnace early on i was quite annoyed when your father went off to uh his father's funeral and left me you guys were just little boys so tiny little guys and left me minding that damn wood furnace and the uh blower blew on it so we had no heat it was absolutely freezing january <laughs> i'm down there loading that damn thing with wood and it's nothing's happening and the kids are upstairs crying their heads off finally i filled up the bathtub with hot water we all get in the bathtub wow really <laughs> warmed up oh yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> and after rough. that i said never again we're getting rid of that damn thing <laughs> so i'm not I... running up and downstairs feeding putting a bunch of wood into the fireplace and then Neil remembered that, yes, and we had great big green logs that year. He thought he'd save himself some money, and he, these logs said, oh, my God, they were about three or four feet long. And he had to get in there with a chainsaw and cut them up in the basement. Like, God, horrible. Yeah, well, anyway, Daniel knew that. Well, I, I feel like we couldn't have gotten rid of it. Wait a sec. This, uh, this phone makes the noise. Okay. Uh, we couldn't have gotten rid of it too early, though, right? Because, I mean, I don't know, I, I definitely remember, like, the end of the driveway just being stacked up with logs. 
because I remember there was this uh, kid who got hired just like a manpower thing like for the day a couple of kids or whatever to help with this these logs or whatever and he left his leather jacket and he never came back to get it and I just remember uh, like I could kind of wear it <laughs> I didn't really like it but oh. I was like whatever here's a leather jacket so uh so I don't know I mean I, I don't feel like I we was must have super burned young it maybe for a year or two after that then yeah maybe um I don't really remember. I remember the wood in the driveway, and yes, I remember we had to we had to hire somebody to help load it into the cellar. It was so huge. Um, but you remember that, do you? That we had that wood there. Yeah, and I remember this kid who left his leather jacket. It was a pretty nice jacket, but uh, there was like a piece of gum in one of the pockets. <laughs> it was just like all gross gum got everywhere. But other than that, like, cause I just remember that jacket then kicked around a bit. I don't know. I just remember wearing it here and again, just because the kid never came back to get it. So, yeah. the year that Neil's dad died, your grandfather, you would have been, that was 1983. You would have been four years old. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I guess, yeah, I feel like these memories I have, I must have been a little older than that, but, but yeah, who knows, it's all a blur. Anyway, that's my memories of the damn thing, horrible thing. It was a beautiful heat, beautiful warm heat, but my God, what a lot of work. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, like, the, the way I'm talking right now, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Because I think this might be the best way to set this up. The way I've got it set up, so uh, the the mouthpiece, it's not really in front of my mouth. It's, like, kind of down by my neck, but but my mouth is near the recorder, so it'll sound good on the podcast. But, so as long as you can hear me, then, yeah, this oh, works. Oh, yes, you're very clear. Hmm. Yeah, it's like th- throat speaking, <laughs> talking through the weird, but I guess, yeah, because it works. Cool, yeah, and Brad's a few stations away. So, yeah, I guess I best go meet up with young Bradley. Well, give my best to him. I will. Sorry, I just got distracted. Distracted by my phone. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so I'll come up with some more stuff to blab about next week that maybe will uh, <laughs> have more, uh, more, more roots to it. Okay. Cool. So uh, All right. En- enjoy the better weather. Hopefully it lasts. Have a good evening. I will. Okay, bye-bye. See ya.